In a month dominated by Halloween, Ben and Nate are taking over the feed. <laughs> it's alive! Hello, exceptionally bad listeners. We have a special episode today, and it is Ben and Nate. So, if you, like me, were fascinated with hearing them talk about the various Halloween books in the episode of Van Helsing, we had to kind of cut that short because we had a movie to talk about, I guess. But I, as the producer, wanted to hear more. And so we got together in this wonderful month of October to talk a little more about the novels, the literary history uh, behind Halloween. And these two young <laughs> gentlemen uh, have a lot more... Wrong on both counts. Right. <laughs> <laughs> these two wonderful gentlemen here. have both an fascination and an obsession, if you will, uh, for Halloween and are a lot more knowledgeable about the books. They've read all the books. So I'm very interested to hear about the origins of those iconic characters like... Dracula and Frankenstein and werewolves mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff and from the novels and books that you guys have read. So I just want to put a disclaimer before we begin anything that neither of us are actual, like, uh, we are not scholars. We are just fans. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this stuff we read a long time ago. <laughs> so our memory may be bad because we're not young. <laughs> And also, but these are things that we love, so we'll share what we can the best we can remember. And Yeah, and, and if we get something, like, wrong, 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 let us know. Yep. And uh, you and, can... and we're happy to do a correction. I mean, mm-hmm. like Ben said, it's been, like, 20 years since I read Frankenstein. Yeah. But I still remember kind of the bones of it. Yeah. So if we get something wrong and you want to yell at us about it, uh, pause this episode, write an email to the guys at exceptionallybad.com and let Mm -hmm. us know delete the first one take a deep breath and then come back (laughs) just like a business email when you're frustrated (laughs) um so so before we get started though like um is there if i shout out your youtube oh yeah sure so ben has a youtube channel called i'm not bored i'm creative yep i'm not bored i'm creative that's Um, right and in the van helsing episode we talked about the decorations so uh, we have seen Danny and I have seen the decorations in your yard, mm-hmm. the yeah. tombstones that you guys made, and and you've put you're putting out a video. Or the videos it, are out. It's yeah. Out. So I would say, guys, go over to I'm not bored. I'm creative on YouTube mm-hmm. and check it out. They're really great. Yeah. It, it's it's super fun. Makes They're me want to go over to his house and yeah, and have him help me make some Halloween decorations. They're amazing. <laughs> Ben's house every year, his decorations are absolutely amazing, and they get better and better every year. But these gravestones, man so cool yeah so everybody should check that out it's really yeah fun. uh you know which makes me want to ask beforehand give me a little bit of your history and we'll start with ben since we're mm-hmm. talking about it why are you so um why do you love halloween so much what I- happened in your childhood <laughs> <laughs> oh, some reverse psychiatry <laughs> right. i have always liked halloween i don't know let's see here I don't know why. It's just because I like scary things and I like spookiness. And I've always loved like folklore and the stories behind things. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I just, I don't know, maybe there's some darkness in me. (laughs) (laughs) It's just something that I love. And I I, I really do like kind of the darker side of Halloween. I'm not a fan of cutesy, spoopy Halloween, Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. I prefer like the real scary stuff. Yeah. I don't know why, just just the way I've always been ever since I was a kid. And my kids kind of grow up with that as well. And so, I mean, my daughter, uh, she's 17 right now. But when she was like five, she was dancing around the house with a three-foot skeleton like it was just another person. (laughs) You know, I was such a proud father that day. I grew up uh, loving movies, wanting to work in the movie industry. I wanted to... um, I was just, like, I love the special effects. And I always wanted to do something with special effects. As I got older, um, I actually started to learn some of the special effects. And then um, the world started to go digital. So I started to learn digital visual effects, you know. And then I'm lucky enough to have a a career in the industry related to visual effects. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I love. Mm -hmm. And... um, it's something that, you know, my decorations that I do for Halloween, that's just yeah. an extension of me wanting to do special effects. Yeah. So. Oh. And Nate, you've kind of been forced to like Halloween. Uh, yeah, you could say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, fun fact, my older sister and my younger brother share the same birthday. It's the week before my birthday. Oh. My birthday is very close to Halloween. And so... There was always Halloween-themed birthdays, always Halloween this, Halloween that. Um, Now that I'm older, if my birthday is on a Friday, it's typically when they have the school Uh, Halloween party. uh, And so Mm -hmm. as a kid, I mean, as a kid, like, I think most American children just love Halloween. Yeah. Because you get to go out and get a bunch of candy and get dressed up. So it wasn't hard to love it as a kid. Um, And then I just kind of embraced it because... I imagine um, it's somewhat similar to anyone whose birthday is close to a a major holiday, like kids who are born, say, around Christmas. Or on the 4th of July. Yeah, or, or, you know, um, like near Mother's Day or Father's Day or something. Um, My youngest, actually, every however many years, her birthday is actually on Thanksgiving. Okay. So, um, yeah, so so I kind of just grew up liking it. And then I like... um, I like reading. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I have a question though. So with your birthday so close to Halloween, was your birthday parties always themed? Oh. Halloween themed? Uh well, I remember it that way, uh-huh. although I don't know if that's true. Okay. So my, if my parents listen to this and they say, "What? That's wrong, Nathan." Um it's <laughs> my memories are of Halloween okay, ish things. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm so jealous. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a, as a parent who's had to do parties, I'm sure you guys can commiserate that yeah. Halloween was probably just real easy. Oh yeah. Cuz it's definitely. like, oh, we'll get those um you know the saltwater taffies that were orange and they have like the little jack-o'-lantern face. Oh my yeah. gosh. But they oh, were I know what you're but they were black about, yeah. licorice flavored even though yes. they were orange. Oh. So I just remember I remember those all the time uh <laughs> when I was a kid. Um Yeah, and I liked reading and I yeah. I like uh cryptozoology right i like mythology yeah. i like folklore 
all that stuff. I'm yeah. just really into all that stuff. And so quick pause, cryptozoology. So uh, everyone, I'm going to be the one who has all the questions of all this kind of stuff. So if I stop you guys that's quickly, that's what we're here for, Danny. So cryptozoology. Okay. So a cryptozoology, so a cryptid is a creature that may or may not exist. Okay. So you're, think, you're talk, thinking like Loch Ness Monster. Bigfoot. Bigfoot. The Chupacabra. Right. Um, but it also encompasses like less like uh, fantastical creatures. I okay. mean, it's things like, are there wolves in England? Mm. You know, like mm-hmm. there shouldn't be, but people see wolves. Okay. So that's a, a cryptid, you know, okay. or Black Panthers mm-hmm. in the United States. There used to be Black Panthers. There shouldn't be any right now, but maybe there are. Snakes okay. in Ireland. Yeah. After St. Patrick. Right, you know. Okay, and uh, that's the legend, anyway. But yeah, yeah, so I like I like all that stuff, chupacabras, um, Jersey Devil, yeah, the Jersey Devil, the Jersey Devil, that sort of thing. I just like those too. Uh, So it's yeah, it's just uh, um, uh, slightly different from Ben. Like, I'm not into like really gory, okay, type of movies. I think we talked about that after an episode recently. That right, um, when Brant showed us that. Oh. That kung fu movie where the yeah. guy tries to choke the other guy with his own intestines, like, right. I was like that yeah, was that's, that's a little, a little that's a little much for me. Yeah, that was, uh, right. I mean, it was kind of funny, but it was a, right. it was a little much for me. But yeah, that's that's my history with Halloween is. Okay. Um, so, I, I was joking with Ben the other day. Like his is a pure love, mm. mine is kind of a an adopted an love. adapted love. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you're you're I mean, according relative to me, you're well versed in the books that have kind of built up these characters. In fact, last night he was doing a reading of, uh, yeah, I decided to try and record, um, the legend of sleepy hollow by Washington Irving. And it was a challenge. Like just mm-hmm. trying to, uh, I, I don't know if you, have you guys actually read it? I have not. Nope. So he wrote it in the early 1800s, mm-hmm. very flowery language. Yes. Uh, really long sentences, really long paragraphs. There were some words that I didn't recognize as words, and I'm like, "Is this a, is this a typo?" Um, and then there was even typos from the because it's in the public domain. Yeah. And so, however, it gets uploaded to say like Wikisource or some other place where it's right. in the public domain. Any formatting or grammatical errors or whatever just carry through. Right. Mm-hmm. And it just I know that stuff like stacks on each other, huh. version after version, and you just get. Horrible, horrible formatting. Oh, really? So, it's so hard to read. I'm trying to read it, and I'm like, and then Brom Bones, in one instance, was like squished together. Oh. So I'm reading along, and then Brom Bones, I'm like, okay, now i got to redo this, because it's not Brom Bones. It's Brom Bones. But yeah, that that is a really fun story. We I, I did talk about it on the Van Helsing episode. Yeah. That uh, it's just, it's funny to me that you have like the movie Sleepy Hollow, which mm-hmm. is kind of a horror film. Right. The Johnny Depp, the Johnny Depp one, one. right? Uh, and Tim the, Burton, yeah, Tim, yeah. yeah. So, it it's a silly story. Mm-hmm. Like it is a, it's it's played for laughs. He's just very, he's a caricature. Like my one of my favorite descriptions of him when he describes what Ichabod looks like. Uh-huh. He said, if you were to look, see him from a distance, you'd think it was like the personification of famine, <laughs> or or a scarecrow awesome. eloped from a cornfield. Right, that's awesome. <laughs> and uh, that is great. And it's just, yeah, it's it's a great story. I mean, it's like 30 pages, very dense, 30 pages. Mm-hmm. Um, but just a fun story. And and I I started reading that every year, probably like 10 years ago, mm-hmm. just as a 
I was like, I, I should read this because I've always enjoyed the Headless Horseman and hmm. watching the Disney cartoon. I really like how they made the Horseman kind of scary, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of like how Maleficent, when she was the dragon, mm-hmm. is scary, right? Um, I don't think you see that too much in kids shows anymore. They, yeah, they, they try not they to take make a, the the villains too scary. They take some yeah. of the teeth out of that yeah. tiger, and so I liked that he was. I liked the way he was drawn. It reminded mm-hmm. me of. Uh, it was, and this might be still back in the recycling era of Disney animation. <laughs> yeah. So some of that stuff could have been right out of when the prince is fighting the dragon on the horse. Oh yeah. And right. So, but instead it's the bad guy with the, mm-hmm. and so I've loved it. I read it every year. I thought it'd be fun to record it. If it's not too terrible, we might even like Definitely. release it to the masses. Yeah. yeah. But bear, but remember, I'm not a professional voice actor <laughs> or so, narrator. I've got a question for you about that because I've never read it. And I've only seen the movies and stuff. Is uh, is the headless horseman actually a headless horseman? Like, is it a supernatural fiend, or is it Brom Bones dressed up, or somebody dressed up to just scare Ichabod? Uh, or is it one of those things where you just never know? So, it okay. So I guess this is a spoiler for any people. If you don't want to know, you can skip ahead. <laughs> yeah, ten or twenty seconds. So they, he doesn't say, okay, but it does say that. So Brom Bones marries Katrina Van Tassel, oh, which is the yeah. object of of Ichabod's affection. Okay, um, and it says that he gets a knowing smile every time the story gets brought up, uh, and the people suspect he knows more. Huh. And I so see. It, you're, it's very heavily implied that it was Brom it Bones was Brom the whole time. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I see. Yeah. Hmm. I would, uh, I think I mentioned on Van Helsing, I would love to go to Sleepy Hollow. I know they sometimes have a 10K race that's led by the Headless Horseman. Where is Sleepy oh. Hollow? Is it in? It's in upstate New York. Okay, New York. Yeah, so Terrytown is a real place. Yeah. Sleepy Hollow is a real place. Cool. Because um, my youngest, she even today, because we watched the Disney cartoon, uh-huh. and she was scared enough that I had to keep reminding her, like, it's just a legend. <laughs> the Headless Horseman doesn't exist. And even today... She saw the book laying there, and she was like, "She's like, is Sleepy Hollow real?" I'm like, "It's a real yeah. place." Yeah. She's like, "But I'm like, but not the Headless Horseman or right. Ichabod." She's like, "No, Ichabod's a real person." I'm like, "No, he's, he's just <laughs> just made up for the story." <laughs> so when was it uh, written? Did you say 1800s? Yeah, early 1800s. Early 1800s. Early 18... Yeah. And so the books like Dracula mm-hmm. and Frankenstein. When were those books written? So Dracula uh, is a Victorian era book so the victorian era is like the late 1800s 1890s okay. uh-huh. i think it came out in 1897 right um, something like that but frankenstein came out i think in like 1818 1818 yeah okay so it's it's a whole different era it's a it's a gothic novel or an edwardian era mm. novel okay uh different sensibilities and different very flowery language in uh in uh that book as well yeah you know when you were talking about the flowery language i was like because i just yesterday read through several chapters of of frankenstein okay and i was like oh my gosh he uses yeah. 700 words when he could do it in four <laughs> yeah you know yeah it's no, it's no hemingway <laughs> right. when yeah. i say he i mean she because okay mary shelley wrote it a woman wrote it not frankenstein mm-hmm. tell me about frankenstein is it the same so i have so and maybe the layman most of us who haven't read the book my vision 
of Frankenstein is just the green square headed <laughs> character who walks like he doesn't have knees right. or arm, you know, nice. movements and he just like that and the, he has whatever those are the that come out of his neck. Yeah, the yeah. bolts on the side of his head or neck or so, whatever and the um so uh, that's my vision. So I would say that actually the Frankenstein from Van Helsing is probably more accurate. Mm. Uh, still not really there. So here's the thing. Um, the book is very different than almost any depiction on film that I've ever seen. Hmm. Almost. I guess... I think when they made Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, yeah, it was Mary pretty Shelley's close. Yeah, Mary Shelley's with, uh, what's his name? Robert, Robert De, Niro. De Niro. Yeah, I mean, hmm. that's fairly close. But the, the story of Frankenstein is about uh, a man, Victor Frankenstein. He is Frankenstein. He um, is fascinated by science and biology, and he wants, uh, and at the time, they were learning that our muscles, our nerves and stuff are electrically powered, oh. and if they put electricity in... Uh, muscles they will contract you uh-huh. know and so there was all this fascination that oh we must be made out of electricity and stuff okay so he was fascinated with that and he comes across the secret of bringing life to unliving tissue yeah mm-hmm. he kind of discovers an right. element that gives life to but we never know what that is he never tells anyone what it is right mm. it's just this thing that he figures out and he wants to create a, a living being and so he builds a giant, uh, well, he builds a giant. Hmm. And they actually, this is what I've always thought was interesting, is um, the reason why the creature is big is because uh, the body parts, like the way that the body works, all the little working pieces are too tiny. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Victor Frankenstein decides, well, I'm going to make it bigger sized so that it's easier to work on. Ah. And so he, he builds this kind of giant creature. Um, and he builds it out of parts from, uh, like, uh, the dissection places. So where, Mm -hmm. I mean, from, I don't think that he actually robbed graves. Okay. He actually got stuff from, uh, there's, as he's explaining it, he's talking about, he got it from the dissection rooms Mm -hmm. and from, uh, slaughterhouses. So, I mean, he's just getting tissue. Yeah. from different places, okay. right? And then trying to reconstruct it into a creature. And his intention is to make a beautiful creature. When he does whatever he does, which we don't know what it is, it's not lightning striking something and then we just know that has to do with electricity. I don't think there's even an Igor, right? No, there's no yeah. Igor. Uh... There, there's none of that. So he, I mean, the whole thing of bringing Frankenstein to life, it, it's one paragraph. You know, that just says, he just says, I did all these things. And then he was alive. And when he opened his eyes, they were all like milky yellow and white and, and drippy. And he was just he was appalled scared. at yeah. how horrible, like terrifying this creature was. Yeah. And it made weird noises and stuff like it couldn't talk, you uh-huh. know. So he gets scared off by the creature and the creature thinks that he has abandoned him, which he kind of did. But yeah not for very long anyway the creature disappears and it turns out that the creature is actually intelligent Hmm. oh one thing that i should say is that the entire book uh, and this is something that dracula and and frankenstein have in common is that they are like a collection of 
journals and letters and things like that. I mean, a lot of Frankenstein, uh, it's somebody's recording of Victor Frankenstein's version of the story. So these people find Frankenstein uh-huh. in Antarctica. And when I say Frankenstein, I mean Victor. They find Victor in Antarctica, and he's trying to find the creature who's there in Antarctica somewhere. And he tells them the story, okay? And so they're writing a letter saying, here's the story that Victor Frankenstein told me. And then it's several chapters of Frankenstein's story. Story. Oh, and then, yeah. then it switches to the, the creature's perspective. Right. Oh. Then it switches back to Frank Frankenstein's perspective. Yep. And then back to the sea captain. That yeah, there's different it, people. It, yeah, there's, yes, the sea captain several times. The, the guy who finds Frankenstein. Hmm. Yeah. And the thing is that the creature is intelligent yeah. he, he learns to speak he learns to read and he is not inherently evil okay like he is trying to help people initially but because he's so ugly and giant everyone is terrified of him i mean there's even a like a blind man that he helps and he's oh. the blind man's very kind to him and stuff but when the blind man's family sees him they all freak out yeah. and, and then they move and then they move away yeah so is he just called the creature? He's he just called the creature. Called yeah, he, he never he he's never named, which I think is part of um, I think that's part of what Mary, Mary Shelley was trying with never giving him a name. Right, is how much Frankenstein despised his right. creation that he, he didn't even, even name, name it. it. Oh, and he's always, always just referred to as the creature. And, he, yeah. and when he speaks to the creature, he calls him things yeah. like yeah. an abomination, right. that sort of thing. Like his language towards the creature is unkind. Okay, yes, and. So, I mean, the creature does kind of turn to evil. He he does eventually, uh, and it's what it is is that basically he's unjustly accused of murder, um, or no, trying, he, not trying to kill. He wait, he saves he saves his, the girl. And they saves think the little girl, but they think that he's trying to kill her because right. he's a monster. Oh, right? How yeah. could he be trying to save her? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And basically, they chase him with <laughs> torches and pitchfork kind of thing, uh-huh. you know. And so he's he kind of starts to get angry and then he's lonely so he goes back to he gets angry at at victor for abandoning him yeah and he's like you know why nobody loves me basically and i need a companion and he's the only person who can help me is yeah is his creator yeah and so can i jump in go ahead the narrative so um these things kind of happen contemporaneously Uh uh-huh so uh, Victor Frankenstein, and this I think is very kind of that age. He he gets so freaked out by his creation that he he's bedridden for several months. Right? He's, <laughs> yeah, he's got like the Victorian wasting sickness that's or something. Right. But like, so that's when the, that's when the creature goes out and learns how to, and he learns how to speak by living close to this house where the blind people live. Right. He learns wow. how to read because he finds some books in the forest. Yep. So he's clearly clearly intelligent. intelligent. And he's male. Yeah, uh, we say he. Okay. Um, so he wants Frankenstein to help him. Frankenstein kind of refuses. And then he says, okay, like, uh, you're going to pay for this. Right. So uh, Frankenstein has a brother. Yep. I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't know. So Frankenstein's, so, Frankenstein's mother is already dead, but yeah. his, he has a brother, and they have like a live-in stepsister, stepsister kind of, it's, it's nanny-type situation. Yeah. Uh, the, the creature kills the brother right. and frames the girl. Yeah. Oh. Frankenstein knows that it was not. He comes and he sees 
yeah, the creature. He, he knows the creature. He knows did it. it was the creature, but he's like, no one's gonna believe me. So the girl ends up dying. Yeah, for Frankenstein that. can't stop it. He because can't stop he it. Also, doesn't want to admit to this horrible thing that he created. Oh, and uh, huh. so his sister slash nanny. Sis- dies. Yeah, sis- his brother dies. Sister slash nanny dies. His dad ends up dying of a heart attack a right. few days later or something. Mm-hmm. So like, his family's all dead. Yeah, and then the, he has a, a fiance. He's got a fiance. Yeah, right. Then the creature is like, look, okay, you can see I mean business. Uh, obviously, I'm paraphrasing. Right. Mm-hmm. Imagine this taking like 15,000 words to say. <laughs> right, <this>. yeah. Um, <laughs> then he says to Frankenstein, like, I want you to make me a woman companion. Yeah. Oh. Otherwise, I will kill everyone who's close to you. Right. And Man. so uh, Frankenstein goes to Ireland or Wales or Scotland or somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. And he's working on creating the, the woman. Yeah. And then when he's... When he spies the creature, like looking through the window at him doing it, he he realizes like, look, what if they end up like breeding yeah. a race of these creatures oh, that destroy that mankind? So hideous and yeah, and so, so powerful. So, and so he tears apart that the woman, crea- the, the woman creation, and then the, the creature's like, I will be there on your wedding night. Yeah. Oh. And the, oh, and he kills one of Frankenstein's friends. Yeah. Who he frames Frankenstein. Right. Oh, for that murder. Okay. But then Frankenstein's exonerated somehow. Right. Yeah, they uh and and then on the wedding night Frankenstein's like I'm going to go look for the creature and while he's out looking for the creature, the creature, creature shows up. Shows up and kills his wife. Kills his wife. Wow. And yep. so that's when it okay. flips from the creature chasing him to him chasing Chase, the creature. Yeah. Okay. To be like, uh, okay, I got to I got to end this. Right. Yeah. And so that's and that's where you that's where the captain finds him. He's chasing the creature. In the, through Antarctica. Through Antarctica. Yeah. That is, that's pretty cool. Yep. Oh, no, 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 no. It's exciting. Arctic, through the North. He's Sorry, the North I'm North. saying Antarctica. Yeah. That's right. I meant Arctic. Yeah. yeah. Too many that's penguins. That's right. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so. But, I mean. Did you say too many penguins? Yeah. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so, that, so that's where the, so that's like where the story begins. Yeah. The book begins is where the captain finds him basically dying out he's, on the ice. Yeah. Oh. He's, he's floating on an iceberg basically yeah. or an ice flow uh-huh. and they're like they were just out in their ship and they see him and they like nurse him back to health and he's says will you help me mm. you know and they all kind of join him okay yeah, they join him and then the then then the so the it's an expedition to find the northwest passive the the creature now is at the boat yeah he comes there when when the, they're marooned in the ice and then frankenstein dies and then the creature is like that doesn't that didn't bring me happiness mm. so the, the creature didn't kill him. No, I yeah. think he, he must have. I think he died of natural causes, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and exposure then, and stuff. Yeah. And then the creature realizes that that wouldn't give him any peace. And so, yeah, that's that's the thing. Is he actually says it, or I yeah. I believe he says it. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I expected to get peace from killing Victor. Yeah. But it it didn't bring but, me any peace. But yeah. I didn't get anything from yeah. it. And then he went. Then the last you see him, he's on an ice floe. Okay. Just, he's like, I'll just go and die, so yeah, no one. I mean, no one he says to, he's gonna, he's gonna destroy himself. Yeah. So no one has to know I existed, and that's right. So it's, it's a really so, sad story. It yeah. is. It was it. Is it scary? So we've turned Frankenstein into. I mean, you can yeah. see why he would be scary and come into the Halloween scary mm-hmm. thing. But when you is the book, does it feel scary or does it just feel like a tragic story? It probably story? was kind of scary for the people at I the time. For the oh, time, it okay. was very scary. But okay. uh, it, the interesting thing, though, is like she doesn't really define what he looks like. Right. Huh. What the creature looks like. They say things like the skin is stretched 
barely, barely holding in the the muscles, muscles and the veins, oh. and the eyes are that milky yellow, white, which I, I assume means like they're, they're completely white, like blind or something. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, so okay. that's one interesting thing is she never defines right. mm-hmm. what he looks like, and she doesn't define like how Frankenstein does this. Right. He just discovers some element. Yeah. Because this was probably when chemistry was st- yep. real big, and they were discovering elements left and right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I- I'm guessing. Yeah. I'm guessing that's the case. Like chemists out there. Yeah. Like don't hold me to that. But like. <laughs> um, so. Okay. Uh, so, I think most of us get our our uh, vision of Frankenstein's monster from the 1931 film. Right. Or okay. Boris the, Karloff. With the bolts in the neck. Yep. Yeah. And, I was, okay. And so, so, origin of... Which, by the way, is black and white, yet everybody assumes he's green. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder well, how That's that... why wouldn't he be? Here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I, I do want to say uh, one place where I think Van Helsing got it right was that Victor Frankenstein was the only one who could... Create, create life. life. Yeah. So after you know Dracula kills him. Yeah. And they keep thinking, oh, it has to be this person. It has to be this person. Oh, it has to be a werewolf or whatever. Right. Yeah. It's because Frankenstein was the only one who knew how to do it. So I, okay. yeah, I did like that they got that right. Yeah. And I liked how Frankenstein's monster, the creature, was uh, intelligent and actually pretty articulate in Van Helsing. Um, and not this mindless creature that's just going around. Yeah. The story goes that she and Percy Shelley, who was not her husband at the time, uh, and Lord Byron, they were all on the vacation in Switzerland, Geneva, yeah. I think. And it was, there was a volcanic eruption the year before that kind of led to a very cold, cold, cold summer, like a cold, right. cold year. Mm-hmm. And so the weather was too crappy for them to go outside much. And so they had a, they had this, uh, they were they would entertain themselves by reading these German fairy tales that had been translated into French or whatever, and so then they're like, let's tell ghost, let's all write a ghost stories. Oh. Yeah, and that that's how Frankenstein came to be. They had a contest and, to see who could make the oh. the best scary story, and that and uh, it was originally just a little story, yep. hmm. and then her husband was encouraged her to kind of beef it up to like yep. a full novel. That's cool. So Mary Shelley was only eighteen when she started writing it. And uh, she was 20 when it was published. Hmm. So she was young and a woman. Yeah. It was um, published anonymously. Yeah. The huh. first edition is anonymous. That's right. They added her name the second edition because it was successful. So. Yeah. yeah. Now you said uh, the origin of the word Frankenstein, where she got the word Frankenstein. So there's a, there is a castle in Germany somewhere mm-hmm. uh, called Castle Frankenstein. Okay. Um, I recognize it when I see pictures of it. I don't know if, if you would recognize it, but mm. um, that is where she got the name okay. from. Uh, cool. I don't think there's any actual connection to the Frankensteins that lived there. Oh, yeah. It's just she liked the name and the castle is spooky yeah. looking. And... Well, it's funny because Frank, the Frank, Victor Frankenstein is from Italy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can tell by his you, name. You know, Geneva, Italy. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's great. Well, I love that. Um, now, Dracula is the other iconic figure that we see. This is my uh, favorite story. Yes. So when I think of it, I think of pop collar, uh, two sharp teeth. Yes. Chocolate cereal. Um, ch- Count Chocula. Um, slick back hair. Yep. 
Um, or Adam the Twilight Hammer. series, yeah. No, just kidding. <laughs> oh my no, just kidding. So um, Ben just left. Yeah, <laughs> he just stormed out. So Ben, Dracula is your favorite character, then? Yeah. So uh, I love vampires, and like when I was young, I read everything I could about vampire folklore from mm. all over the world. Like, where do all these ideas come from? And and you know, I found out that. All of the rules that we think of, like sunlight will kill a vampire and you can kill him with a wooden stake and stuff like that. Those are all... Uh, so, first of all, not all the things that we think of are in Dracula. Um, the, um, when Bram Stoker wrote it, he kind of just pick and chose little pieces from all of this different folklore. Okay. And so I thought that was really fascinating that there were all of these, depending on which vampires in which culture you're, huh. you're learning about, it's all these different rules of how you can kill them and what scares them and stuff. Uh-huh. There, there's one, uh, I don't know if we want to talk more about this, but there's one that I've always loved that um, that vampires have like OCD. Over it? Oh, and, yeah. And one way that you can escape from a vampire uh-huh. is uh, to drop a bowl of dry rice, and the vampire will stop and have to pick up every single oh. grain of rice and put it back in the bowl. That's, that's so, great. That's yeah, good advice. That one. Yeah, so you yeah. can always get away. <laughs> that's good. Right. See, so... That's not in the book. I'm that's just, just one for folklore. That's one folklore. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's fascinating. Because, yeah. so, I think of a stake through the heart. Yep. Holy water. Yeah, so this, again, this is... Life, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the book Dracula, the weaknesses that we know of, I mean, a stake in the heart. Okay. Um, you can cut off their head. Okay. Uh, stuff fire, the mouth full of garlic. Stuff the mouth full of garlic. Okay. Um, desecrate their resting place. Yeah. Or I the, guess consecrate, consecrate their, their, re- their oh, resting okay. place. Yeah. And uh, so there is one that kind of is in dracula and that is that um vampires can't move across running water uh they have to be able they have to go when the tide is in or out Uh basically um there's a part where dracula comes across an ocean but it's at a uh high tide or low tide or whatever where he finally comes to shore but and you you can't go you can't enter unless he's invited right okay that, yeah he that's, has to be invited that's also that's right. in the book that's in the book so, so that that is like the the dracula canon okay uh, yeah what right. is the so tell us about give us the the synopsis of the of dracula the story? book yeah okay the story so like i said before it is a hundred percent told by way of letters from one person to another character uh, or from journal entries, huh. or from newspaper clippings. So that's how the whole story is told. Um, I would say the main character is this man called Jonathan Harker, who um, is a lawyer, and he is hired by Count Dracula in Transylvania to come help him purchase uh, a house in London. Hmm. So Jonathan Harker shows up, at the castle and dracula is like okay here come you just stay here for a while um and jonathan helps him do all of the stuff he was supposed to help him with but dracula's like oh just write this letter to tell your people you're gonna stay a little bit longer and he just keeps doing that and keeps 
<laughs> kind of Jonathan, holding him hostage. Yeah, holding basically. him hostage. Huh. And Jonathan's noticing kind of weird stuff going around, going on, um, and really starts to figure out that something isn't quite right. Yeah. And then he meets um, Dracula's brides. He's got three brides who uh, want to eat Jonathan, <laughs> and Dracula saves him, oh. and uh, gives them a baby to eat. Okay. instead oh, okay that he just got from the village or whatever oh, man. but um <laughs> in the end after all of the uh after everything is settled that uh-huh. jonathan harker was helping him with dracula leaves for london and leaves jonathan harker at the castle and just leaves him for the for the brides the brides to eat or whatever jonathan escapes eventually and he ends um, up at a hospital or something. Yeah, he, he ends up in a hospital. Frankenstein in... style. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, meanwhile, so Jonathan uh, ends up in a hospital, then eventually makes his way back to London. Um, meanwhile, before or while he's in the hospital and everything, Dracula has uh, loaded up a bunch of, like, uh, boxes with dirt from his home, from his home. Hmm. Okay, because vampires can only rest in dirt from their home. So he has basically these coffins. I mean, they're just boxes from what most people will look at because they're loaded up like freight on Mm -hmm. the on a ship. The ship sails across the ocean to. uh, Well, I guess it's not really far across the ocean, whatever. The, The ship sails to England and everybody on board is killed like. They find this ship. It's like a ghost ship, except uh, for the captain. Except for the captain, who's, who's tied, who's to been the... lashed to like the the, the wheel yeah, to okay. keep it to keep it going straight. Huh. Um, then there's always there's this big mist that's around it and everything, and people report seeing a big giant dog jumping off of the ship at one point. Um, the ship is filled with these boxes that get uh, sent to uh, Dracula's new residence in London. And uh, then we cut to kind of the second half of the story, which is uh, Jonathan Harker has a uh, fiance named Mina. Okay. Okay. And Mina um, has a best friend named Lucy. Okay. And Lucy is like, everybody wants to marry Lucy. Uh Yeah, there's three guys that want to marry her. Yeah, three guys. One of them's American. uh, The other two are British. I think they're British. Um, uh, one of them, his name is uh, Seward? Seward, I think. Seward. Yeah, that's right. Seward. He is a, um, what do you call it? Like a psychiatrist. He works in an, in an insane asylum. Okay. okay. He runs the asylum. Um, anyway, these three men all propose to Lucy. Uh-huh. And Lucy's writing all these letters to Mina so excited i got another proposal i got another proposal she finally accepts the proposal of one of them which i think was seaward no it's Is the, it the, it's other, the other guy it's, it's not uh, the american it's, it's the other al guy. yeah alfred or i can't remember his cromwell name. or something yeah yeah cromwell. oliver cromwell i don't know <laughs> <laughs> so then she but they all remain friends they're they're all friends even okay. though she turned down two of them you know they're all they're like a group of friends including mina well, actually, they're they're far away from Mina at the time, because they're writing letters. Because Mina. Mina found out about 
Harker in the hospital. So she goes to Budapest. Budapest. That's right. And uh, anyway, uh, basically to kind of cut it short here, Lucy starts acting strange, sleepwalking and stuff like that. Mm. And then she gets unexpectedly sick Mm. and dies. Um, they, while she's sick, um, they call in some, they can't figure out what, what the problem is. Um, they call in, or Seward calls his old friend, an old professor that he knows, uh, who is Van Helsing. Um, and Van Helsing comes in, he's this old man, uh, who is a psychiatrist, you know, by trade. He looks at her and he recognizes that, oh, wait a second. She's losing blood. Uh, he, I can't remember. She, he might see the marks on her throat because she wears a, a collar, like a scarf around her neck okay. and stuff. Um, and he recognizes that she's being fed on by a vampire. He doesn't tell anyone that's what's happening. But he says, this is what we need to do. We need to hang uh, strings of garlic around her room, uh, around her neck even. I think she's wearing a necklace of uh-huh. garlic. And... Um, they put her, you know, I mean, they, he kind of vampire proofs her, her room. Yeah. Well, her mother comes in and is like, oh, what's all this stinky garlic? Uh, and takes it all off of her oh. and unvampire proofs the yeah. house. <laughs> and Dracula comes in and kills her that night. Okay. And uh, so we don't know. I mean, obviously we know it's Dracula, but we don't, I mean, she. But they so, don't know that. They don't know that. So yeah. he doesn't. This isn't a one bite and done. No, no. Situation. He, he, he gradually like... feeds over time. Okay. Okay. And do they know? Does like Lucy know that Dracula is she does she, she, her neck? So, okay. So one of the one of Dracula's powers is that he can mesmerize people. Okay. And so they kind of go into a um, uh, like a, a trance kind mm-hmm. of while he feeds on them. So they okay. don't really notice what's happening. Okay. That's like after my third third bowl of count chocula right yeah you don't know what's happening <laughs> i don't know what's happening anymore and i just wait what a minute okay lucy dies and they bury her and um pretty soon they start noticing uh i think somebody else gets attacked by a woman well, like boys keep disappearing yeah and they talk about a mysterious a woman, white woman a woman in white or something yeah. and uh van helsing is like oh she got turned. She got turned into a vampire. <laughs> uh, we need to go take care of it. So they go, the three men, her three suitors, uh-huh. and Van Helsing go and dig up her body. And sure enough, she's living dead at that oh. point. She's a vampire. They stake her in the heart uh-huh. and cut off her head and put garlic in her mouth. Uh, wow. And she is dispatched at that point. Um, which you can imagine is extremely traumatic to those men who yeah. all loved her, right? Well, especially because when they put the stake in and they start driving the stake in, like she Blood. wakes up yeah. and starts screaming, screaming. Oh. and so it's like the oh. yeah the three men that, that and, wanted to yeah. marry her yeah. are having to, Kill. and I think that Van Helsing even has the guy who was engaged to her right. do he, it. He has her do has him do him it, has yeah. him do it. Yeah, it. Man, see, um, I don't, I didn't so, know that this is where Van Helsing yeah. came in. And stuff yeah, too, he's so. nothing like Hugh Jackman. He's not like right. Hugh Jackman. That's it. <laughs> so then, what happens is uh, Dracula. Or Mina returns with Jonathan. Dracula sets his sights on Mina. Um, he likes Mina, and uh, he starts doing the same thing to her. She's getting fed on, and uh, at one point he actually like he cuts himself and makes her drink his blood. Okay. And that is what ties her to him, and and like um, 
will eventually turn her into a vampire. vampire, Right. And Van Helsing says, Oh my gosh, you know, this all happened. Um, we have to destroy the vampire because the only way to save her is to kill the vampire that kind of turned her, that turned her. Right. Mm -hmm. So they have to, and she's slowly dying. Like there is kind of like, she's getting sicker and sicker. She's going to die. And once she dies, she becomes a vampire. So they have to kill him before she dies. Okay. Um, and so the first thing they do is they go to his property in London and they find all of his boxes of, earth mm-hmm. right from his homeland because that's the only place he can rest and they consecrate it yeah, they put like uh sacrament wafers. wafers or something yeah, in it holy okay. wafers in the dirt and now he can yeah. no longer sleep there all right but he had one box in reserve he ships that he goes inside of it and ships it back to his castle in transylvania oh and they figure out that's what he's doing and so they all go to transylvania to get him and they chase him well they're getting there at the same time. Um, they first go to his castle and find the the brides during the day. So they can't come out in the sunlight. They go in during the day, open up their coffins, cut off their heads. Van Helsing, Van Helsing does goes, that. and Mina? Van Helsing and Mina, I yes, think? Yes, that's right. And then the, then the couple of the guys follow, they're chasing down the cart. Yeah. They go a, a couple different ways. There's like three groups. Right. And... They catch up with Dracula on the way, yeah, and they dispatch him on yep. the way back, and Mina is saved. Yep, and they, they just dispatch they, him. How they just they... they stab him, and, or let's see, they cut off his head eventually, but they stab him. I think is what they do. Yeah, they, they do the little stab him through the heart, the heart. stake in the heart, and yep. okay. and cut off his head. I I will say, as much as I love this book, I I do feel like the dispatching of Dracula is kind of anticlimactic. Okay. The way that it all happens. Just like in Van Helsing. Yeah, just like yeah. in Van Helsing. <laughs> but, I mean, there's an interesting thing, too, I kind of hinted at, but um, once Mina has drank of Dracula's blood, they're actually kind of connected, mm-hmm. and so she can kind of sense where he is, and that's mm-hmm. that's how they're able to, like, track him down. Okay. But he can also, like, hypnotize her, and he knows and that kind they're of spy coming. on what they're doing. Yeah, and he knows they're coming. So one thing, Dracula in the story he can transform into things we know he can transform into a wolf or we assume he can transform into a wolf because a wolf is seen oftentimes where he is he can transform into a bat and he can transform into a mist oh so that's how he gets into mina's room as he transforms into a mist and comes in under the door and then comes solid in dracula can communicate with through vermin yeah like rats and stuff uh, sorry, rat lovers, uh, rodents. Um, yeah, so yeah, Dracula's death is kind of anticlimactic, and when you read it, like he's not in it that much. Huh? No, he's in it with Jonathan Harker. Uh-huh. Yeah, you never since they don't know he kills Lucy. Right. Like I, I remember when I read it that that she had opened the window because there was a banging and there was a bat trying to get in. Right. And uh-huh. she says, "Oh, she opens the window and is like, come on in.' Yeah. And that's how he's able to get in and kind of attack Lucy. Yeah. Okay. So you know it, right? But, so he's the not reader it, knows it, but they don't. But know they don't it. know. But so like he's not in it a ton. No, nope. hmm. uh, he's. I I don't want to use the. I hate to use the term phantom menace because right. of that movie. But he's like this offstage menace, uh-huh. and it, it's it's really effective. Yeah, it, yeah. You just kind of see the effects of everything that he's doing. Okay, you know. And his his wives aren't in it very much either. No, they're they're okay. only in it. The, they're the big, kind of scary though. Yeah, yeah. The 
so unlike Frankenstein, where Frankenstein, the myth, right, whatever, began with that book. Right. So Dracula is pulling from legends, yep. mythology, from Vampires, a whole bunch of places. Yeah. Okay. Who wrote Dracula? Bram Stoker wrote it in 1897. Yeah. So there's a lot of things about that book that... Again, like I'd mentioned before, sometimes a story should just be a story. Right. But so it was written in the Victorian era. Yeah. And the Victorian Victorian era is well known for um, a return to extreme morality. We'll yeah. say. Right. So, um, so you'll often see in movies that that uh, well, and we didn't talk about how Dracula seduces. He's a right. seducer. Uh, yeah. Uh, Hypnotizes and seduces women. So you see that in a lot of vampire movies. But if you were my first read of that book, I was like, I don't see how that yeah. is the case, but there's so much like, uh, Ben said it well the other day, like saying what they can't say. Right. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. so there's just a lot of things about in this book about, uh, sexuality. Right. And okay. without being over with, without it's always yeah. kind of implied, implied and, and it's not even implied the way that we would imply it today. It's almost like you have to, be looking for it and then realize, oh my gosh, that's what they're talking about. Yeah, oh. it's it's very. I'm I'm sure to the to the average Victorian reader, that's probably obvious. Right. But okay. to us, who live in a much more crass time, and that that's right. in regards to that, like it goes way over my head. Yeah. Like for example, uh, when the wives are feeding off of of Jonathan, Jonathan Harker, right? Um, he is very submissive, which I think was very anti the way men were supposed to be right. in the Victorian era. So he was almost the female in that situation, right. according to according to what the academics say. Right. I couldn't speak to that because you know, obviously I didn't live back then or whatever. But right. So there was just a lot of things about repressed sexuality in this book, yeah. a lot of symbolism for a, a lot of those things. But it is actually kind of a scary book. Okay. Yeah, it, it is. That's what I was going to... Like, Frankenstein wasn't scary to me. Right. This one was. It was. It was kind. Of, I. I don't want to. Creepy is it got a different meaning now. Right. But yeah. it, it's. It is very kind of creepy, it crawly, is, and. Yeah. Uh, it's like uh -huh. a slow burn, and uh -huh. yeah, it's it's a great one for people yeah. to read. It's, I mean, uh, yeah, I think some of the stuff that makes it so scary is because of the way that it's told, where you're not just seeing everything Dracula's, like you're not seeing Dracula do everything. You're seeing the effects, the things that he has done, the noises on the window. Yeah. You know, uh, animals wolves coyotes whatever howling in the night yeah. and things like that that are all really kind of scary yeah you know because you you see what they culminate to in the story okay. and that's something that i think people could really relate to who lived in like oh, yeah. rural areas like you, right. your windows are probably always rattling yep. yeah and there's probably wolves in the forest yep. howling yeah. at night and so yep. yeah huh so one thing i wanted to talk about dracula because i forgot to mention this so uh, I just want to talk about more of his like what defines Dracula. Yeah, he doesn't have a he does not have a reflection. So that's one of the things that Jonathan Harker notices. He doesn't have a reflection. When Jonathan Harker goes to the castle initially, he Dracula is this very old man with white hair. Um, it kind of he has long fingernails and he has hair on the palms of his hand. Oh. Um, but he doesn't have like hairy arms. It's just the palms of his hands. Um, and he's pale and kind of like a, uh, old rickety old man. Hmm. Um, when he gets to London and he begins feeding on people, he transforms into a young, hmm. younger, handsome man. Okay. Um, 
I mean, he's charming. Nowhere in the book does he have the high collar, the Bella Lugosi yeah. style cape or okay. anything like that. That's yeah. just their interpretation of him becoming suave yeah. or whatever. Yeah. You know, popped collars. I know. Right. It, it immediately makes the women go crazy. And it right. makes you look younger. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's to me, but it's cool. So if someone were to really want to get into, I want to say the Halloween spirit, uh-huh. whatever that might mean, what do you think is the book they should read? Well, I would say a fun one to read with your kids is Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Okay. Or even if it's not the original, if it's a more modern version, or even watching the Disney cartoon, it gets yep. it, it gets real close. Yeah. My kids love that show. Like, they begged yep. to watch it the other night. Yeah. And I was just like, so they weren't taking no for an answer. <laughs> and so that's a good one if you have kids. Okay. Because it's, it's not really that scary. The story, in fact, the Disney cartoon Headless Horseman is scarier than, than the actual story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, okay. So that, I think that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, and it's shorter, so people yeah, can, it's, yeah. Yeah. Get it quick. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll tell you that both Dracula and Frankenstein are actually fairly short books. Okay. Um, I mean, they're, I, I don't know how many pages, but yeah. I'm thinking along 300 pages or something. Yeah. Relatively short. Okay. Uh, have you guys ever read The Hound of the Baskervilles? I have, yeah. Yeah. That... So that, that was a surprising one for me because, uh, well, so Ar- Arthur Conan Doyle has been like, some somebody who in recent years i've learned uh he has a lot of interest in like the spiritualism spiritualism and and paranormal type things the supernatural so the hound of the baskervilles is a sherlock holmes novel okay yeah with yeah, werewolves right. in it and so oh. it's but it's sherlock holmes so it's funny because yeah. sherlock holmes is mr logic yeah deductive reasoning that's right uh mr skeptic yep. and so for his creator to in later in life to turn completely to like spiritualism yeah was just kind of crazy yeah and uh but yeah that one has a supernatural elements i um, love it it's 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 great they uh, my favorite thing about that is that like they they find an answer but then it's also maybe they didn't you know <laughs> it's like oh this is cool yeah so and i i mean i i recommend Sherlock Holmes to anyone all the time, yeah, because <laughs> it's just a, it's just great. Yeah, but uh, for how Hall- around Halloween, that's a good one to read because it's it has some supernatural elements with the Hound. Yeah, and uh, and, and it's just and it's good yeah. and and it, his books are not all they're not very long nope. either. They're great. I mean, it is Victorian, so it's a little wordy, but it's yeah. so that's a good. Also, Edgar Allan Poe, quote the right. Raven. Edgar Allan Poe is always great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because okay. those are just, a lot of those are short. Yep. Yeah. Telltale Hard. And... Yep with the raven yeah well thank you very much yeah this has been very fun and very uh educational informative i hope one person is interested oh yeah no (laughs) i know they will hopefully this wasn't hopefully this isn't like everyone's go-to sleep aid yeah Yeah, right i don't (laughs) know if it was we would have talked about this stuff anyway so at least we've got it recorded yeah exactly (laughs) well i don't i mean i don't think as many people have read these books yeah as you may think, and so it's fascinating to hear the real uh, origins behind them. I often wonder why is Dracula and Frankenstein? Where mm-hmm. did those you know stories come from? And so, if anything, it was fun for me to hear about it. And oh, now so- I don't have to read the book, so. <laughs> <laughs> but I can tell people 
the whole story yeah. in uh, sound like I know what I'm talking about. So to end this, I will uh, quickly point you also to our YouTube channel where Ben has made a horror version trailer for Mac and Me, our second episode on mm-hmm. Exceptionally Bad, which is so funny. It's it's perfect. So uh, go to that and check the, it out. The YouTube channel is called Exceptionally Bad. Yes. Yeah. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. Thanks. All right, thanks. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs>